0: Log talk radio Here in this life Here in this life you gotta do something Don't settle for nothing Here in this life Here in this life You gotta do something Don't settle for nothing Oh uh, these evil people are reeking the power the King of Cordova, wake up, no soldiers I call it to foreign soldiers Strong soldiers
1: and types that can move holders Father the laws, the Agent command told us Interpretations of Bible scriptures are erroneous It's the gospel of Paul for God's audience Probably why Baptists are inglorious Walls stop to the moors are victorious Cause on our road we're nothing but straight warriors Pay attention to how phony a story is Our story is real big, notorious the signs of the time family warning us To get up off our bum and do more for us Cause if we don't do something cause we're showing up We'll end up backing back at
0: the autobus it in this life
1: Like pyramids and walls, no section. Locking out the weak unreceptive. These are just my thoughts. I give you my perception. Put it in perspective, then emotion, then check it. Governed by the laws that
2: equal out to perfection. Walking on walls like that movie Inception. Positive inclination, that's the direction. Your stagnation. To the occasion, constant
1: elevation along with patience made me a maiden. Prominent, dominant, conglomerate with common sense, 5% Islamic. Farm beats like Sheen. carry the crown, call me Elohim. A oh godson, beg your pardon. Excuse me for confusions that may portray the illusions, delusions of grandeur, because I am much more than I used to.
0: way the most high The highest creator on ground in on skies Don't give it with your life Has tails on call sides But feel the earth shake Strong hail and more fire When it comes to a blip And I'm propping them
1: all time Alert for the jerks I'm sharp with the car Flares from the sun Cause wonders and more signs So i pass on your ham Your hock and pork rinds They whine on dine swine They don't mind Watch it come Back round, like pulling the clothesline They tryna to hide, we were the first on the coastline Don't need no queen, is a bell in the cosign The proof's in the pudding, so seek you will find Got my skittles in my hoodie, I'm reppin' for Trayvon Bulletproof it, vest, turtle neck, to keep warm What I own, I protect with a text, so keep calm
2: another show, this is Masterminds with Brother Shem And the topic of today is religious controversy, empower or imprison. Um, basically, does religion empower you or does it imprison you? And on this episode of Masterminds with Brother Shem and of course I'm your host Shem We will explore the controversial subject of religion. Specifically, we will touch on some questions such as, what is religion? Does religion breed ignorance? Is more science and religion in conflict with each other? Why are so many conscious folks opposed to religion? Is religion the sole cause of slavery and mind control? Can one master themselves while using religion? Have ancient cultures ever used religion to achieve spirituality and much, much more? Of course, um, what will be touched upon are the metaphysical aspects of Chapter 40 of the Circle 7, as well as other spiritual writings. Of course, this topic will definitely be of interest to many. Regardless of your religious or ideological background, so um before I begin, I just wanna um put a few things out there um first I want to i wanna basically um uh, apologize in advance something I do not do um meaning that um today is not one of the best days for me um due to the passing of my good friend and brother, brother Ronnie Anderson L, who I'm dedicating um this show in his memory. He passed passed away earlier today, uh one forty six PM earlier today, this afternoon. And that particular brother was actually um one of my biggest supporters. He's one of the main reasons. Um he, one of the main reasons why I um, started doing this show, um, I've, and he's actually one of the first people to actually come to my classes that I taught down here in North Carolina. He was, he definitely was came to my first class, and he's seen me grow throughout the years um, as a person, as a teacher, and I've seen him grow also as a brother. He's um a, a fellow member of the Federation Morris Science Temple of America, Temple number two here in Durham, North Carolina. Um brother did great work out there in Greenville. Um like I said, a lot of things that he a lot of things that I did um here in North Carolina I could not have done without his support. So I definitely um, feel the loss. Um my condolences goes out to his family um, his brother, his sister, and you know, so definitely death is no enemy to man, of course, we know spirit man cannot die, but we also you know we cherish the memory and um of our loved ones who are here while they're here in the in the flesh, and we definitely miss his presence, he will definitely be missed uh also uh my trusted uh, my trusted co host, Sister Wilhelmina Bay. Um she's resting. Um she'll probably be tuning in, but she had a busy week. So she is she's getting the must deserve rest that she needs. And um so I may be doing this dolo. So but we may have some people calling in and adding on. So what I want um to encourage everybody to do um uh, while we're having this conversation, I'm going to touch on some things, give out some information, but you're definitely welcome to chime in uh, with any questions, comments, statements um, concerns, whatever um, all you have to do if you're calling in um, press one you have to raise your hand I'll see that you um you have your hand raised. I'll let you in open the line up for you. Um Just like we did last show, um uh, which was actually a show I didn't intend to um, have any questions um to to um for people to call in, but um someone did call in and had a question interestingly enough, I also want to thank everyone oh well before I do that before I even be, do that I want to give all gratitude and praise um uh, to the most high um give honors. Um, To all whom honors is due um, As I You know who I give honors to um, All those to whom honors is due Because when man honors man He honors the omnipotent By whatever name you call That You know there's many names Allah, Jehovah, whatever But we know we're talking about the cause is cause And the rootless root from which all things have grown So with that being stated I want to actually Um Yeah, I want to definitely give honors and and gratitude to everyone who's been supporting Masterminds, um, the show. I've actually received um, emails from people um, stating how much they really enjoyed the show. Um, They've been tuning in and um, telling other people about it as well, so definitely appreciate it. Last show, the the phone lines was lit up. The whole board was was on fire, It was lit up. So uh, definitely gratitude. And I think I made a conversation uh, about it earlier this week. But um, we now we're at our fourth show. At our third show, we had people calling in all the way from Australia. The um, the guy who came on and talked, he was from Queensland. He said, and I didn't know exactly where Queensland was at, but come to find out that it is in Australia. So that that's just a testament to more science and the power of moral science, that is universal knowledge that is definitely um, can reach everybody. So I'm I'm going to go ahead, and I think I covered everything. Oh, yeah, uh, for those who wish to contact me, you can contact me via Facebook on my Facebook page, or you can email me at shem45 at hotmail.com. That's S-H-E-M-4-5 at hotmail.com, and we can definitely politic. So so I'm just going to go in. I'm going to start off, um, of course. Since this, well, first I'm going to go, of course. The reason for the this show was kind of um, a continuation of the two previous shows. Uh, one of the things that kept coming up, <clears throat> excuse me, was the aspect of religion. Um, even the caller on the last show of uh, the show, wiser but weaker, you know. He made a statement about religion in particular, um, and he actually posted on the chat. He made a statement about um, religion being man-made, et cetera, et cetera. But and, and I'll and I'll address that as well. But one of the things that this is, seems to be a recurring theme: this aspect about religion, um, how a lot of people in consciousness in the conscious community or on this walk of of becoming a woke being woke um seem to have um adverse um disposition when it comes to religion. So with that being said, I want to start off by reading a passage, an article actually from Morris Literature. And for those who are not aware of what Morse literature is, because I know everybody is not um, who's listening on the call is not familiar with the with the doctrines of the Morse Science Temple. um, Morse literature is actually a compilation of various articles from the newspaper known as Morse Guide, which is the newspaper that was put out by the Morse Science Temple of America, um, starting out initially during the time of Prophet Nobhudrali under his leadership. It was a series of papers, and these are a collection of various articles, um, some of them actually written by Nobhudrali himself. And um, so this is one of the articles I'm going to really read. I'm going to, actually going to go not to the whole article, start from the beginning and read um, a good deal of it. Of course, this is entitled Religious Controversy. Religious Controversy. In this age, there is still much religious controversy as to the right thing. Big and powerful ministers have come to the conclusion that something is wrong. Some say it is the Ten Commandments, others say there is a lack of sincerity in the purpose of the churches. Still, others think. It is all worthless and not fit for the time it takes to attend them. However, or whatever their final decision may be, it is certain they will make a change or rather try to make one. The fact of the matter is that they have always had only a reflection of the truth and not the real thing. Like one who holds up to the sun a mirror and casts a few of its diverted rays in a different direction, so have they done with the truth that is supposed to have come from the east. There are but few people who know what the truth is about man and that few know that it is foolish to try to impart it to the ignorant. Although the ignorant has finished college, he is a fool right on, being trained to jump through a hoop. The longer he stays in the schools, the better he can jump. And the more vivid will he defend his jumping. So I just want to kind of stop there. Oh, well, I'll just make this statement. From the east comes all light, but though the sun is hanging at high noon, the blind cannot see. So this all ties into the religious, term of religious controversy. Now, this is, Very important, because things that are being said in this article, keep in mind, this was in, this article was written and published in the early 1900s and 1920s. And the things that are being said here, such as big, powerful ministers, um, people thinking there's lack of sincerity um, in the churches, people thinking it's not fit for the time to attend them and we can apply this not only to churches, but we can try this to any religious institution, those things are still applicable today. They're, they're relevant today. We're still having that same conversation of people who say that, you know, um, we'll use the more Science Temple of America, for example. There's a big controversy as to the history of the temple, and to what purpose it serves now. And I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, but I will say this much, that a lot of things that are spoken about is in the context of, uh, well, the temple is just a religious organization or they function just like a church. They're not really teaching more science, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and again, people can say this about any different institution that uses religion, you know people have said that about the nation of Islam or any other you know particularly in this conscious movement. what's so interesting is that we have to be able to know one what is religion and what is its purpose and function so i I made a point to um say that I was going to speak on uh chapter forty three of the circle seven and chapter 43 of circle seven is actually in actually entitled um, the insufficiency of knowledge right um, dealing with the holy instruction so specific um, verses that I wanted to touch on and I can touch on we can actually go into other um, aspects of this particular chapter but one of the things that is important in relationship to this aspect of religion and the controversy behind it is verses 19 to 21. And I'm just going to read it and then just expound on it. Okay, so it says, naturally doth man desire the truth, yet when it is before him, he will not apprehend it. And when and if it force itself upon him, he is not offended at it. The fault is not in truth, for that is amiable. But the weakness of man beareth not its splendor. Wouldst thou see thine insufficiency more plainly? View at thy devotions. To what end was religion instituted? But to teach thine infirmities, to remind thee of thy weakness, to show that from heaven alone thou are to hope for good. Now, this is very important because when we speak about this, this is the one section in the Circle 7 where it speaks about. The reason or the purpose of religion or what reason it was instituted for. The, the other part, the other section in the Circle 7 would actually be chapter 23, verse 13, where it says, teach him science and his life shall be useful, teach him religion and his death shall be happy. So i want to deal with both aspects of that. And this is very important to, um, to go into and to really see. So when we talk about to what end religion was instituted, but to teach to teach you of your infirmities and to remind you of your weakness and to show you that from heaven alone are you um, to hope for good. Now, in more science, we know that heaven is a state of mind. It's not a place of meets and bounds. That's one. So... You have to look at it from that aspect. In every religious, in all true religion, there's two aspects or two sides to it. There's the exoteric account or perspective and the esoteric perspective. The exoteric being the outer, the surface information, where it's looked on a literal aspect, and the esoteric is the inner where it's looked upon um where it deals with the allegory, symbolism, et cetera, et cetera. So to remind thee of thy weakness, uh my brother Sheikh Seven Islam Mel he made a statement and actually this was also a statement that um Dr. Alim Al Bay spoke about um when he taught at the lecture in Durham on higher self and lower self, and this is that religion. The very word religion, in the etymology of the word, it comes from a word that means to bind, right? And he and he explained in the lecture how there it is known throughout ancient cultures and traditions the the concept, the precept of binding the higher self and the lower self. Now, this is very important. And he used the, and he showed the image of uh, what was on the walls in Egypt with Asar, oh, I, I'm not saying, not Asar, but Haru or Horus, as they say, Maharu and Sutuk or who, what they call set, the two heads, being on the one body, right, so that was to represent the higher and lower self being within man, right, both dealing with the um the principle of polarity, right, so that was demonstrated there, so and it talked about the binding now it's very important to. Realize that when you talk about the religion and reminding you of your weakness, it reminds you that you are truth and falsehood strangely mixed. That's what religion reminds you of, that the truth is your higher self and the falsehood is your body. And we know that that's in Chapter 7 of the Circle 7 where it says, man is the truth and falsehood strangely mixed. Man is the breath made flesh, so truth and falsehood are conjoined in him, and when they arrive, and naught goes down, and man as truth abides. That's your whole Haru and Satuk, horse and set story. That's all it is. And when people look at the stories in the concept, because and I'm going to address the comedic information as well, because a lot of people will say, well, you know, there was no religion in Kemet. That's, we're going to talk about that as well because that definitely, um, we can go and dispute that real quick. But I want to speak on the aspect that what you're dealing with is higher self and lower self. So that whole concept of reminding you of your weakness is reminding you of the flesh of the lower self being their inexistence in that man and the omnipotent were one, but you debased yourself. So we know, as it says in chapter 7 of the circle 7, in all the world there are two things. The one is truth, the other is falsehood. And falsehood is that which seems to be. Now truth is ought and has no cause, and yet it is the cause of everything. Falsehood is not, and yet it is the manifest, of rights whatever has been made will be unmade that which begins must end and all things that are seen by human eyes are manifest of art are not and so must pass away so when you're dealing with that that ties directly back to what we um, spoke about in chapter 23 where it says to teach religion speaking of teaching religion to make their death to make his death happy Why would you have to have a happy death? Because death is a transitional stage. We spoke about that in chemistry of life, ministry of death. So that in and of itself speaks to the science of where um, where actually you realize that you know of the weakness of the flesh that you don't attach yourself to the flesh that's where that's where religion plays its part and i'm just going to go into other aspects as well that teaches of the higher self and the lower self right the the uniting the binding right of the higher self and the lower self because that has to be known in that context and that is always uh, a recurring theme in these stories in these accounts right, Um, when you deal with the ministry of death, it says in chapter 4, verse 3, death is no enemy of man, it is a friend when the work of life is done, just cuts the cord that binds the human boat to earth that it may sail on smoother seas. So there's a cord, right, and it also talks about we're all bound by one cord, but the cord that binds you, it attaches you, to this, to this human that you have to go through in order to be done with it. The whole point of it is to not be attached. You attach to re- come to the realization that you should not be attached. Now, there was an interesting thing that the um, the person said um, when they called. They made a statement saying that, um, what was it? God made man and man made religion, which I agree with partly. And the reason I agree with partly is because when you know the science, the higher science of it, God became man and man made religion, meaning as spirit man, man is not the body nor the soul. You are spirit and a part of the omnipotent, right? But you came into flesh, right? Breath made man is breath made flesh, so that breath is the spirit. The word spirit comes from the Latin word spiritus, which means breath. So you are that spirit made flesh, incarnated into the body, and in that incarnation, you. And, and doing to gratify the lower self, you was the Lord of all the planes of manifest, but you gave up your birthright right, and that's the work of the masterminds to reclaim your birthright, to reclaim your heritage in the human state we are now in we forgot who we are, so man became God became man, and man made religion to To actually reconnect with that which was lost, which is the knowledge of man as God, man as a part of the all, because this is the reality in all the ancient texts, they always speak about man know thyself in the circle seven, when you open it up in the inside cover, it says, "'Know thyself in Allah." It says, "Know thyself and Allah." Why would it say, "Know thyself and Allah"? Because in knowing thyself, you begin to know Allah. To know Allah, you have, in order to know Allah, you have to know yourself. That is because man and Allah are one. Man and the divine are one. Again, going back to the binding, right? So, but again, the reason why. A lot of people look at religion as so negative mainly is because they are dealing with religion based on their experience in the society. And the society has been predominantly that of a westernized European uh, Christian um, background. And like I said before, we view we view re- religion from that lens pretty much okay pretty much even those of us who have come across the islam because i hear i hear people a lot of a lot of the same things against islam that they would say against christianity and keep in mind this is not to say this is not to say that any religion it's supreme because because of the reality that certain things, it's a tool. There's certain things to realize that it is a tool. It's how you use it. It's like this. If you use, you can use fire to heat a house or you can use it to burn down the house. It's up to how you use it. A lot of people are dealing with it strictly from the exoteri- exoteric side of things. That's why they'll look at a Bible and really will argue the aspect of there being a Jesus. Uh Jesus was white or was he black? You know, did he hang on the cross? Did he not hang was he nailed on the cross? Or did he, you know, was his hands tied up. They'll get into the mundane aspects of the story, get caught up in that and never go past that. That lets you know they're still arguing from an exoteric perspective and not dwelling into the esoteric side of it. It's equivalent to being in the pool and you have a shallow side of the pool and the deep side of the pool. And people, some people are just splashing and staying in the shallow end. They never dive and swim in the deep side. They'll get out the pool and complain about the pool. It's still one pool. You just never got to the other side and got deep. So this is the mentality and what we're dealing with. That's why the the subtitle was Does Religion Empower You or Imprison You? Because we're still looking at religion as the thing above us when religion is something that is our creation. It's a manifest of what what you put out. So to even look at that as something that can either that can either be your savior or your your demon right you know your hero or your boogeyman is surrendering your own divinity that's just just what it is because like i said the gnostics know of the sciences or, or the i should say the adepts are aware of this information on a deeper level because the in all of those religions, whether you're dealing with Islam, you got the side of Sufi. When you deal with um, Judaism, you deal with these scenes. You deal with Kabbalah. When you deal with Christianity, you deal with the Gnostic aspect, et cetera, et cetera. All of those, in those orders, then they usually are the ones who pretty much keep to themselves. They're not really exposed to the public out there. And this ties into that statement that you constantly hear. Many are called, a few are chosen. We heard that statement so many times. Many are called, a few are chosen. So what does that actually mean? Because we'll hear people particularly in the um, I would say the Christian um Yeah, the the Christian faith say, I received my calling. I got my calling. You know, I was called to do this ministry, right? Many are called, few are chosen. What does that mean? Let's put it another way, and let's use a reference that was put in the Bible. A lot of people attribute this, this passage in the book of John to Jesus. John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, where it says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as them that received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Interesting point about that is that many people will look at that and say that, okay, that's Jesus. Even though the name Jesus is not mentioned anywhere prior to that, those verses. In fact, the only name that's mentioned is John. Because in the, sixth, in the sixth verse it says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. So what does that mean? But it also ties into the fact, because it talks about bearing witness to the light, that that was the true light, which light every man was coming to the world. That deals also ties in with chapter 2 of the Circle 7, which talks about the story of the account where they say John and Jesus would be called revealers of the light, but you must have the light in order to reveal the light. So what does that mean in relationship to this, and particularly into religion? First off, it talks about giving the power to become sons of God, which Totally destroys the aspect of there being only one begotten Son of God. So that's out the door. But even in that, the sons of God, how is that to be? Because light we equate with knowledge. And to equate with knowledge, you have to be able to understand what it is. It's like this. There may be somebody, it could be your parents or just some old man that's on the block, and they'll tell you, don't go to that corner. That's trouble out there. Don't hang with those guys. They're going to get you set up. They're going to get you robbed. They're going to get you shot. You know, Don't go out with that girl. That girl's a whore. She's going to give you diseases. She's going to trap you, get pregnant, and make your life a living hell. Don't go out with that guy. That guy likes to beat up women. That guy's going to make your credit bad. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. You you always hear a story, and then you also hear the term hidden in plain sight, where something is right there before you, and you can see it, but you don't really see it, or you hear it, or you're not really listening, because messages come in the form of light. Example: even if you're hearing something, like you're hearing this ball talk, and someone's talking to you this sound frequency that hits your ear, hits the eardrum, and it processes through, travels to the brain and triggers the neurons in your brain, which sends off messages between the neurons in the form of electrical impulses, which we call light. You know, you've seen the the animated, uh, what they call the... um, The animations for the science shows on Discovery Channel, you see that they got the drawings and little neurons, illustrations of it, and they flash and pulsating, and it looks like light flashing between them, like little laser beams of light between each other. They're not close together or tied together, but they're transcending messages, thoughts in the form of light. So we always, literally, always equate light with knowledge and information, right? To receive light, to receive someone, many, you know, he came into his own and his own received not. To receive someone is to receive the light that they're revealing, not to, you know, embrace or hug them, but to actually receive the message, the information that is going to take you to that next level, the power to become the sons of God. If you notice, throughout the whole, through most of the Bible in the New Testament, when you deal with the story of Jesus, he's talking in parables. He's talking in code, like street code, right? If you ever heard somebody on the street, old man on the street, they'll say something that totally might not make no sense, you know. I heard the old man say, you know, can't chew your cabbage twice, man. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> it was obviously, was something deep. But at the time, Edna had no clue. He was trying to give me information, a word of wisdom, an axiom, whatever, right? But you have to be able to decode it. And the scientist, the more science, is never content with the surface explanation of a story. You know, the scientist, the mastermind, always know that there's something deeper than what is right before them. And that is the key, to know that. That's why many are called, few are chosen. So you can hear the calling, but to be chosen is to receive, is to receive and internalize that call, so to speak, right? Um, it, it That brings me to something I said. Um, last night, uh, to some brothers and sisters uh, who were at the temple proclaim, and have proclaimed their nationality, I said, take more science and make it yours, meaning you take this information and internalize it, because it has to become you. It, it has to transform you. The purpose of information is to transform. Information to lead to transformation. Transformation from the mundane to 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 the divine. That is always important to take place. If you don't do that, then it's just ritual. It's just a practice. And that's what you have in religion, which, of course, leads people to look at religion a certain way because you have within the exoteric, exoteric side of things, you have people who do things habitually, but they do it for no intended goal. It's just something that they're just into, right? And even more so, they will do it. Somebody else is in it. They're in this, you know. They go to the church because you know their parents went there, or you know they go to the mosque because their husband's in the mosque, right? Is generational, whatever, their friend told them about it. It becomes a social thing more so than a personal journey that you take on to transform yourself because if the journey is within, you're not caring about anyone else outside of you in that same um, facility, so to speak as far as their personal development. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't have compassion. It's just that you are focused on working on yourself. You are involved in using the tools of the workshop of the mind to build that temple of perfected man. You're involved into the study of yourself, your higher self and your lower self. So it no longer becomes an argument. Anytime you see people in religious organizations arguing about the little nuances of that structure. Usually they're not involved in the work, the work within, or at least at that time, they're not involved in the work within. They may have been, you know, meditating or trying to work on themselves at that time. But the moment you start arguing about, you know, um, you know, how, you know, the hierarchy of this particular religious organization and the history of was like that has that is not an internal work. And religion, again, I keep saying, is the tool. It it is the tool that will either either use it for your benefit or for your destruction. Either way you look at it. Um so this is always important to realize about it. Now I also want to talk on, and what we're going to do is we're actually going to break this down. This is usually two hours. This will be an hour show um, simply because I'm the only one on the show talking. Um, So it will be an hour show. I'm just letting you know that. So that pretty much breaks it down to you got 15 minutes left but I want to, I definitely want to talk on a few things again if anyone has any questions if you are on the phone line um press 1 and I will see um that you have um that you wish to speak and I'll open up the lines for you um so you know some of the things like I said uh people talk about religion being the cause of slavery and mind control again Well, to really actually look into that, all you got to do is look at the history of slavery, and you know that religion was not always needed to enslave someone. Sometimes it was just war. Sometimes it was a lot of different things in terms of slavery, even though religious institutions and religious leaders played a part in it. There's no doubt about it. The pope, et cetera, et cetera, but it's not the sole cause. In the context of that religion Again A lot of things Good and bad are done behind The banner of religion That's always you Again you got to look at it from that That standpoint because the moment You look at it the other way You now Give it more credit than it really has It's just like people talk about um, People say um, The white man this the white man that For example, right, at some point in time with that conversation, you'll come to realize that you end up being in the habit of giving another group of people more credit for your demise than they deserve, meaning you give them more power. Power is an illusion in more science. As we're taught in more science, so another thing that is um, was one of the questions on the show is that in the description is whether one can master themselves while using religion. Well, all you have to do is look at all the different masters, particularly look at the masters who who are known to. Follow certain precepts, right? Whenever we talk about a lot of masters, we talk about the masters from the east. If you ever look at study the history of these masters, they were involved in some form, some form of religious faith. Keep in mind, there's three stages: there's faith, there's I'm sorry, there's belief, faith, and fruition. Belief is that which man perhaps thinks is true man faith is what man knows is true and fruition is that when man himself becomes the truth and I'm paraphrasing belief is lost in faith and once when, when you get into fruition faith is lost so just looking at it from that aspect those three stages when you look at the religious text such as the Pyramid Text of ancient Kemet, which is recognized as the first religious text, right? And even the uh, Asa Aset Society, right? Because a lot of people in the concept community, if you're into Kemetic information, at least 90% of you have read some part of the Metal Netta series, either one, two, or all seven volumes. The man who wrote that founded the author Set Society as a religious organization, and you can and I actually mentioned this a couple of years ago on another uh, blog talk show about a year or two ago on another blog talk show, and nobody responded to it. You know, you can go to any of their websites; they have various branches across the United States and overseas ever you go to the asad set um website of that group of that location and you go to the about us section when it defines the asar set society, it will define it as a pan African religious organization founded in nineteen seventy three um by the brother raun nefer ahmed right so that's something also to think about. Keep in mind that we didn't always have this adverse position towards the term religion, right? Also, religion has been used and is used particularly in this society uh, due to the fact of how the law is structured. One of the things that um, – one of the articles I wrote in Moorish American News was an article called Moors and Religious Freedoms And one of the things I did was I quoted A section of the Moorish literature Particularly the the uh, article about uh, Moorish leaders' historical message to America In in that statement that was given by Noble Drew Ali He made the following statement He said, the door of religious freedom Made by the American Constitution Swings open to all And people may enter through it And worship as they desire Without religious freedom No search for truth Would be possible Without religious freedom No discovery of truth Would be useful Without religious freedom Religious progress would be checked And we would no longer march forward The nobler life Which the future holds For the races of men Without religious freedom, there would be no inspiration to lift our heads and gaze with fearlessness into the vast beyond, seeking a hope eternal. It is a sad weakness in us all pose our fellow men for their religious beliefs. And if there are angels who record the sorrows of men as well as their sins, they certainly know how many and how deep are the useless sorrows that spring forth from such opposition possibly love and truth love and time will cancel our ancient hatreds in this regard and prove that in mankind tolerance is better than unwarranted opposition. That statement right there speaks on the aspect of how he was able to create a religious society, right, incorporate the temple as a religious um, corporation in nineteen twenty eight and we're still able to teach science that are so much profound and deep than a lot of stuff you, you're getting out now. A lot of the things that we're now getting into, he's been given up. He's been talked about. Um, we're just expounding on it, really, honestly. And I'm making that point to say that that was over 100 years ago. You know. There's no way, there's nowhere um, in anywhere in the world where you cannot um, have a conversation about more science. So that in and of itself is that not empowerment. You know, I don't know what is. But, of course, people will argue, still argue that. Uh, one of the things that is important to realize in the context of what we call um, religion is that there will always be people who will not be religious, you know, um, what you got. You got people like, um, what's the dude? I forget the guy, Bill Moore, whatever his name is, the guy who um, made the statement, called himself a house nigga, and then had, then had Ice Cube on the show and started patting him on his back, that guy um, or anybody else. You have, you have people saying they're the black atheists. You have people of all different backgrounds going, if they're not atheists, they're agnostic. They have this concept where, you know, somehow they think that the idea of using a religious system is somehow counterproductive to liberation or whatever, what have you. But most of the leaders who they revere in history were part of a religion, whether it be Marcus Garvey, Malcolm X, um, Khalid Muhammad. You go on. You you can't even name – I can't personally name one um off the top of my head, um, great leader that's revered in our history community that we put on a pedestal that we said, oh man, he was he was great. He did all these things and he was an atheist. I just I just don't know one personally. Or he was agnostic. I just don't know one. If you for anyone who's listening, if you can if you can come up with a name, please let me know. Contact me on Facebook. Or hit me on my email address 745 at com. But that's just I'm just making that point Again And these were men Every one of them did not have the same exact religious belief But They had A A reverence For the divine And they expressed it in their form In their manner And they used it To motivate them It was motivation It was encouragement It was a form of empowerment It invigorated them To know that they can connect To a divine force Even though In science We know that the divine force Is within Right The higher self Is the omnipotent in man We know that But they was able To use that Tap that In the manner In which they were able to do And they were able to do great things. So, you can never really, if you're going to be a patient of religion, to totally dismiss religion is, in my humble opinion, ignorant. Now, of course, if you choose not to have a religion, that's your total right. This is, in this country, you have that right to do so. And, in that, but that again, as I mentioned in the quote. It should not impede or go against, and be used as a um, a weapon against those who are into religion, right? Because at the end of the day, it's all on you. The bo- it's all it's all revolves around you. It is totally up to you, and until you, <clears throat> excuse me, and until you make that decision to tap into your inner power by whatever methodology you choose the weapon of your choice, figuratively speaking, then um, you you will just remain a captive mentally and spiritually. So that's the thing that we have to keep in mind. That's the thing that is important for us to, recognize in in this whole scheme of things the the very fact that this is is what you make it you are the center of your universe it all revolves around you right that goes back to um that part in the in the circle seven and i I think uh we spoke about that the last um I believe it, yeah, the last actual um show when we talked about um what the wise do and what the the fools do in terms of what they use, right, so basically when you look at the what the wise do and what the what the fools do, it deals with uh, Finding the means of good, right? So you can either take you can either take what is um, take what you have and make the best out of it. Take lemons and make lemonade, or you can just have the lemon, right? Just like that's the actual quote: "Things in the hands of a fool may be turned to his destruction, and out of the worst, the wise will find." means of good. Of course, that's in um, the chapter of weakness that we discussed um, last week in the last show. So that's important. How you use it and and to what end you use it. Because the ultimate purpose, uh, as mentioned in the Circle 7, of uh, what religion was instituted for was to remind you of your state here on the plane of manifest. See, the very fact that the statement is made in Chapter 23 that your children must be taught religion to make their death happy is a confession that religion has an expiration date. And so what I mean by that is that it serves its purpose on the plane of thing made manifest. For you to make the transition Into the higher planes, It serves its purpose For you to make the transition To the higher planes. Death Is a transitional state From the plane of manifest To the plane of soul Once you transcend it The work has been done If if you're in a religion If you take on the religion To get you to that point You let it go you can let it go because it will serve its purpose, and that's how you have to look at it. But you, but even in that, again, you shouldn't be dis, dismissive of its of its power, of its use, of its intent, and of its, of its possibilities and capabilities. What you can use it for, because a lot of, again, we like to talk about yeah how the European uses the science, the African sciences, and they did this, and et cetera, et cetera. It's the same thing with the religion. You know, they have been able to take it, and by taking it, I mean to claim it and basically make it their own and use it in a context of empowerment. If you take, and I'm going to use this example real briefly, if you take the story, just the stories of the Bible and see how Hollywood has invested billions of do- millions of dollars, made billions of dollars in taking these stories and bringing them to life, so to speak, with the images that they choose to put out there to plant in your subconscious mind that is taking religion and making it. A tool of power because anything that you see visually is going to stamp something in your subconscious mind. If you watch The Passion of the Christ, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, then they took and gave you a narrative which you accepted in your subconscious mind. Even if it's to the point where you argue it consciously, you're still dealing with their narrative. So, If they could do that, then why is it that you can't do it? So we have to always keep in mind of, again, that goes back to the statement, the best thing, right? The best things in the hands of a fool may be turned to his destruction. And out of the worst, the wise will find means of good. We have to keep that in mind. Um, At this time, I'm going to um open up the line. Um uh, I have my grand sheikh, um our grand governor from Morris Science Temple of America, the Federation, Durham, North Carolina, Brother Robert,
1: Stone Ill, Islam. Islamism. Islam, Islam, Islam. Praise Allah, Islam Sheikh, Brother Islam. Just slam to all the listeners. Peace. Praise Almighty God. Peace,
2: peace. Yeah, yeah. See, we um, we've been going in for for about an hour. We've been talking about on um, the topic of religious controversy. Uh, right. We we went over some of that. Uh, we also um, went into parts of the chapter um, forty. Three uh, Holy Instructions from the Prophet um, The Insufficiency Of of Knowledge Um, Specifically I went into the verses um, 19 to 21 uh, Where It speaks about in in verse 21 to what End was religion instituted But to teach thee Thy infirmities To remind thee of thy weakness To show thee that from heaven alone are down to hope for good and we know that heaven is a state of mind, uh not a place. So um, That's right. I just want right, you uh, Just your input, your um you know, your measure on 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 all of that. Uh,
1: right. Islam praise Allah. Yes sir. First of all I rise giving all eternal praise to the great God of the universe, giving honors to his holy and divine prophet Nobu Jew Ali, who brought us this great light. Without whom we would we would be in utter darkness. Giving high honors to the forerunner, Prophet Noble Jew Ali, the brother Nazarite who paved the way. Giving honors to Honorable Marcus Mosaic Garvey, and giving high honors to the Supreme Grand Resurrection Timothy Dingley, hyphenated Noble Juali as well, to his other half, Louise Ill, divine minister. Giving honors to each and every one, all Buddhists, Confucianists, Muslims, Christians and all, ETC. Yes, sir, Mo. That's a very, very important subject. You know, I think that, um, you know, our founder, the prophet, Nobu Jew Ali, um, wrote and demonstrated about, just as your topic is today, religious controversy, you know. um, I think that, you know, the way in which religion, has been used throughout millennia, thousands of years. You know, one can point to uh, progressive uh, examples and one can uh, point to examples that may render destructive ends, you know. I think that what we're striving to do, uh, what we as Moorish Americans are uh, endeavoring to do with regard to religion it is and I think I remember uh the Sheik brother who was on the on the program last week and I thought last week was a very, very good program with you and the, the Sheikh brother and um and the Sheikh is um the topics that you all covered but you know from a progressive standpoint religion, you know, realignment or rejoining um, the effort of Noble Drew Ali that he put forth was us recalling and remembering uh, the ways of our ancient parents, ancient foreparents. And by our ancient foreparents, the mothers and fathers, we were speaking of the mothers and fathers of civilization. Now, we look at the heights of civilization. We are also striving to look at a, a religion or a spiritual system that informed those builders of civilization. So that's where I think idealistically we as Moorish Americans are, we're looking back to that. You know, we're looking back to um, the founders of civilization and what inspired them. You know, I think when Noble Drew Ali came on the scene, we were not practicing our religion of our foreparents, uh, He came on the scene, uh, born 1886, and, you know, established a movement in 1913. By the time that he came on the scene, we were really in a condition where we really didn't know much about um, the customs, the traditions, the ways of our ancient mothers and fathers. In fact, we didn't know much about our nationality, if anything. Um, Noble Drew Ali is the one who who awakened us to that. Um, I think when we talk about Noble Drew Ali, we have to include the fact that he brought us the religion of Islamism. And in that, as we demonstrated some on our holy day, um, that spirituality, that system of religion, it has to inform um, the citizen It has to inform us when we even talk about nationality. Um, so I'm just speaking in a general sense, as far as more uh, Americans are concerned. Um, but I know I, I can say this as well, too, that through my travels, you know, I have also seen, as you were demonstrating very well, brother, as I was listening, how um religion can be used as a tool you know and that is very very unfortunate um when it becomes realized that a religion can be a power struck structure you know and when we have power structures they are unfortunately endeavoring to control or uh, manage You know people Basically to a certain end And um, That's a really really unfortunate Aspect of religion But even in using the choice Of words when we say power You know going back to The teachings of Noble Drew Ali We learn that power Power is in fact uh, An illusion You know it's, it's a manifest Of something else which is even greater which is the greater, which is force. And um, I'm going to read just from our Holy Koran, Circle 7, because I think when we, when we have it in this discussion, we have to consider um, what are we striving for in religion? You know, is what we are striving for, is it uh, communion with other people? Is it a society? Is it? I think many people would say a, a closer relationship with God, you know. But, you know, everyone is going to be seeking things in their own unique way. But I want to like to read, uh, Sheikh Brother, if it's all right, uh, some verses from Chapter Seven in our Holy Quran. Islam, absolutely. Islam, oh, Islam. This is a very interesting chapter. This is uh demonstrating uh the nature of truth in this chapter. This is actually entitled The Friendship of Jesus and Lamas. Jesus explains to Lamas the meaning of truth. Because as I say, you know, we, we embark on paths for different reasons. You know, um we, we may first Seek out a path to um, edify ourselves. We may have had, you know, many hardships or experiences, and we're seeking a path to edify ourselves. Somewhere along the path, we may come to the point where, you know, we want to just know the truth. You know, we we feel that we've not had the truth, you know, um, through our development. And, and it, you know, a time comes and we, we want the truth, you know, but, um, you know, as they say, when when you're seeking the truth, you got you got to be ready, You got to be ready because there's 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 much to overcome in our path to the truth. But I'm going to read this chapter. Chapter seven, it says among the priests of Jagannath was one who loved the Jewish boy. Lamas mass Brahmas was the name by which the priest was known. Now, this Jagannath was. Temple in India We we, we are taught In Moorish science In the Moorish science temple of America And in our Holy Quran, Which contains the 18 years That's absent out the Holy Bible And um, we learn In here the travels of Jesus Through India Europe and Africa and the land of Egypt And I'll just Continue on it says one day as Jesus And Lamas walked alone In Plaza Jagannath. The mass said, "My Jewish master, what is truth?" And Jesus said, "Truth is the only thing that changes not. In all the world, there are two things: the one is truth, the other is falsehood. And falsehood, that which seems to be." So you know, we we're looking at an example here where we're setting on upon a path, and along that path, eventually. We come to the point where we, like Jesus, came to a point of realization of a polarity that exists on, on the path, you know. And that polarity is where we see the two poles of truth and falsehood, falsehood being at the opposite side of the pole of truth. You know, in in the process of coming to the truth, we pass this realm where we find you know, overt falsehood that we just know for a fact that it, it it cannot be true. That is just is utter, utterly false. But we come to the point where we have this, um, basically, a another a realm where there is falsehood which seems to be, and that's a lot of what I you know um, what we find on the path. On the way to truth, you know, we're we're still finding, you know, falsehoods which seem to be. Now, truth is ought and has no cause, and yet it is the cause of everything. Falsehood is not it is the manifest of right. You know, we can have uh, the best intentions in life, but uh, you know, we we have to you know, really work to make our intentions become, our good intentions become good acts, you know. Um, It takes a lot in that, you know. I think one of the old phrases, some of the old masters say, to, you know, the road to hell is even paved with good intention, you know. So, indeed. That which is false is naught, but yet it is the manifest of right. You know, things can, can be rooted in a right idea, right thought, but it, the, the manifest can be totally wrong. And this is why our Holy Prophet told us to study ourselves, you know, again and again and again. Whatever has been made will be unmade. That which begins must end. All things that can be seen by human eyes are manifest of ought are not and so must pass away. The things we see are but reflexes just appearing while the ethers vibrate so and so, and when conditions change, they disappear. And those ethers, uh, that's, a, that's a whole study in itself, and I give my brother man, Sheik Shem Il, honor for uh, he has an excellent demonstration on that. The holy breath is truth. Is that which was, and is, and evermore shall be. It cannot change, nor pass away. So this is what we, you know, see in the more sign symbol of America, where we say that um, truth is the holy breath. But it is also parallels with what our Christian brothers and sisters. Say about the Holy Ghost, you know, except that you know the Ghost being a a mischance mistranslation of the of the word Spirit, you know, uh, through 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 translations and everything. But you know, we like to use the term Holy Breath because it um, you know it, it it hits more hits more at at, at the actual demonstration, the holy breath is truth is that which was and is and evermore shall be it cannot change nor pass away and this is what we 're seeking we 're striving to get to that place where where truth doesn 't change where we we 're beyond the point where falsehood that which seems to be that which seems to be truth, but in actuality we find out it 's not you know the mass said you answer well now what is man and jesus said man is the truth and falsehood strangely mixed and this is what we have in religion because the face of religion most times is going to be the the, the religious leader or the or those who's um uh the proponents of the religion and anytime we have those you know people you're going to see there's going to be truth and falsehood strangely mixed. Man is the breath made flesh, so truth and falsehood are conjoined in him, and then they strive, and naught goes down, and man as truth abides. Again, Lamas asks, what do you say of power? And here is where I was demonstrating. This is the degree, the point that I was making. And Jesus said, it, regarding power, is a manifest. Is the result of force It is but naught It is illusion Nothing more Force changes not But power changes As the ethers change And we see that with power structures You know And religion has become one of these Master power structures It it has been a master power structure um, For centuries you know, And as I stated earlier, throughout the history, we can find examples of progressive ideas, progressive acts, and progressive deeds through religion. But unfortunately, we can also find um, acts that have unfortunately led to destructive ends. And I'll read the last verse. It says that force is the will of Allah, or God. And is omnipotent, and power is that will and manifest, directed by the breath. So, once again, you know, it, you, we can see that dichotomy. Um, I think what the Prophet Noble Ali, and using my five senses, what he's saying here is that that power that is in manifest, because it has a beginning and ending, is it, finite, therefore, it is not eternal, therefore, It is an illusion. However, you know, it can manifest great things during its, you know, during its initiation, during its time. And I think that the the power structure, the power, the religion that is um, directed by the breath, directed by the truth, Islam, will do great things and, you know, will make a great contribution to humanity. And, um, you know, from my studies of the prophet Nobu Jew Ali, this is definitely what he was, you know, endeavoring to do, you know. And I think that, you know, um, there were other great religious leaders as well, great prophets, great teachers, great spiritual teachers who did the same thing. I think we're living in that era of time now where, you know, um, we're seeing things a, a whole lot clearer, and you know i think we've benefited from having embarked on the road to knowledge of self to find that relationship with almighty god if we're seeking that you know we've seen the good and the bad along the way we've seen the the good demonstration of religion and we've seen other demonstrations that unfortunately have led to destructive ends islam
2: Islam, Islam, indeed, indeed, Islam. Yeah, definitely, that's definitely true. Like you said, it, it has been used um, by some, you know, for destructive means. That and that goes back to that that statement in the Circle Seven: um, "The best things in the hands of a fool, you know, mm. return destruction."
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right, the
2: brother. Um, let me see how how that. In uh, the chat room, said that dogma is what that is called. Pure religion and pure science are one and the same, and uh, I would agree. You know, pure religion, you know, that true religion, right? But um, pure science, all one and the same, indeed. You know, definitely um, tying in to to what is known, like we we talked about earlier, in chapter twenty-three. You know, about teaching science that life may be useful teaching death that the death, oh, teaching religion that one's death is right. uh,
1: that's
2: right that goes that ties right hand in hand because mm-hmm. dealing with um uh, aspect of one's journey to get back to become one with Allah. And right so these are right these are the things that we use uh you know, definitely when we um, talk about, you know, we talk about tools in chapter five when we speak mm-hmm. about um, the tools and workshop of the mind. Yes, sir. And you know, it it brought to that even brought to my mind um, how even if you look at so this definitely definitely talking in, in high degrees in science. Uh, like for example uh, Say We use the act To cut away the naughty, useless And ungainly parts And make the character We use the hammer To drive home the truth And pound it in until It is a part of every part Now that's on a that's on a Mental level Now we know that On a physical level those two, those two instruments right there they can be used to build or they can be used to destroy that's right, so, that's right you know we know as above, so below, so likewise you have you have tools that works out for the mind if' properly used, you will build that temple of perfected man that's right if mysteries. You know It can it can lead to your destruction The best things in the hands of a fool That's right So we You know we definitely have to keep in mind As you, as you mentioned Sheik About you know the intention You know What we're using it for You know and Definitely um, How what we use Is The original purpose you know, how, how this thing, Peace. how it affects Yourself as well as others Because what we do You know, all life is bound by one cord, So, you know, what we do Can definitely affect others It's not just, you know, ourselves But it can affect others um, Right Yeah, I read a, you know, we read a I just see on the chat room um, Where it speaks about you know, he about punk, for example, using the uh Asiatic community for prayer, going to the preachers. But yet mm. and still mm. you know, mm. that was you you know, that was using religion right in a bad sense, you know.
1: Right, right, um, right, right, right.
2: Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. And um yeah I see in the chat it said we have forgotten that Allah and man are one so we are taught by Dogmatists that we have to go through in another to find a law, aka God, aka perfected man. We are perfected man now, while thinking we were only human. And um, two, um, on that comment, one one thing that um, I'm reminded of in the Circle Seven is yes, sir. in chapter uh, what was that chapter two. Yes. Chapter, chapter, no, not chapter two. I'm, I apologize. Chapter four, chapter four.
1: Okay. Um,
2: which I want to just talk about because this ties directly into religion. Um right. Chapter four, verse fourteen, where it says, "Men need a pattern for their lives; they love to follow, mm-hmm. not to lead. The man who right. stands upon the corners of the path and points the way." But does not go is just a pointer And a block mm-hmm. of wood can do the same The teacher Treads the way On every span of ground He leaves his footprint Clearly cut Which all can see and be assured That he, their master Went that way Men comprehend right. the inner life By what they see And do They come to a law through ceremonies and forms, so we know that mm-hmm. in religions there are ceremonies and forms. So men comprehend inner life by what they see and do. You know, we like to. You've heard, we've heard the the saying before. You know, um, you know, I'm not a preacher. I'm a teacher. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, mm-hmm. I want I don't want to hear preaching. I want to hear teaching because we know that right. Again, that that goes back to the statement. It, it's the pointer, you know. One who says mm-hmm. um, you can't get to to God or get to heaven except Do this way, you know, or do this, or you know, sow your seed or pay, you know, you know, pay your dues or what? That's right. Pay your tithes. What you know? Where is the the concrete? The masses. You know, as they, they, you know, the saying of the master and the masses, the masses do the bidding and for the benefit of the one who's pulling the string. But as opposed to the teacher, the teacher is the example. You know, in order to reveal the light, you first have to have the light. So you have to be the message that you bring. You know, that's the whole story of Jesus. Came, I am the message that I bring. So, or as it says in the Bible, when you see me, you see the Father, right? Mm-hmm. And then it goes on and says, um, "The works I do, you shall do greater." So right. it's always that that reoccurring story of perfecting oneself by becoming one with your higher self, right? right? And we know that uh, we don't need a middleman um, to get That's to right a Right, so, but, but at the same time, we look for examples, and that's why those who are teachers, those masters who've always came, has always served as the example to set, you know, set the blueprint. That footprint clearly cut, and that footprint that's clearly cut is to say these are steps that we can take to get to. Where we need to be, or as it says um uh what it says in the circle seven, what Jesus talked about um uh, what i what I do all men can do right so that that's right is the constant message that we have to remind ourselves, not the message that you know we're born in sin or we're you know we're nothing without um somebody intercessing, um, being an intercessor on our behalf, you know, we're not Mm -hmm. doing that demonstration, not in moral science, definitely not that, because that's a form of mental and spiritual slavery, you know, so we have to be able to know the difference, um, definitely, um, throughout it, And and that's what moral science teaches us, it teaches us that, and, um, yeah, definitely give honor for, you know, what you Demonstrated on that because that's definitely definitely important to know the difference between the illusion of power and the truth of force, which
1: is will you know that the indeed. Yes, indeed yes see. sir yes sir right. no, I, yeah, see, I so agree with you definitely bro. absolutely mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and I think so, um, yeah the uh, th- those those in the chat they you know they they definitely exercising their five and and contributing light as well um, I think you know the brother you know had it right you know definitely had it right the brother or sister who is demonstrating you know and as you said the verse that you referred to it for that no middleman I just you know for the um you know those who are listening to just to give some reference for that that's we're talking about chapter ten in our holy Quran um of the more science temple of America, Circle Seven, chapter ten, verse twenty two, you know, and as I said, it, it levels off perfectly with what um the um the one person demonstrated in the chat as well as what you just said says verse twenty two when when man sees Allah as one with him, which is key, you know, because a uh, our prophet teaches us that we, we were one with Almighty God you know, and what was shall be, you know. We are one with God now, but the Prophet teaches us that we tore ourselves away from Allah through carnal thoughts and words and deeds. But Prophet is showing us here in chapter ten, verse twenty two, you know, this of uh, rejoining again, you know, which again what we say, you know, the real purpose of religion, you know, is to you know, align us back with with God It says when man sees Allah or God as one with him as Father Allah, he needs no middleman, no priest to intercede. He goes straight up to him and says, "My Father, God Allah," and then he lays his hands in Allah's own hand, and all is well. This is unity if you think about one of the Three master symbols that's on our nationality identification card. We have the hand press of unity in the middle. You know, when we press hands and we press hands correctly, we come into a union with and that's the symbolic way of demonstrating the union that we have with Almighty God Allah. You know, He says, and this is Allah. You are each one a priest just for yourself, a sacrifice of blood. Allah does not want just give your life and sacrificial service to the all of life. And Allah is pleased. And this is another aspect of religion. Yeah. We are seeking that oneness with almighty God. We're seeking, you know, the light, the truth. Um, and some may say Christ consciousness, God consciousness, you know, seeking that path to that. But the demonstration is that what we're doing is not just for selfish self. You know, we're doing it for all of humanity. You know, if you if you understand what I'm saying, that's that's really what the purpose of the system that Noble Drew Ali brought. You know, to bring us absolutely and make us one with God. But at the same time, to uplift others. You know, it's still about service. Noble Drew Ali, who is a master, the mastermind of this of this age. Says that he was a servant You know And that the servant is worthy of his hire You know so You know we have to just like you said From chapter 4 you know the master Leave his footprints clearly cut and These are principles that exist you know in religion You know and the prophet demonstrates that as well um, Performing this type of charity In the old ancient world Orthodox world is called zakat In Arabic But you know charity which is one of our chapters in the holy Quran uh, of Mecca in the holy Quran of the Moor Science Temple of America Islam we have a chapter on charity so these are things that we are striving to uh, to inculcate and and demonstrate you know along with you know seeking that light for ourselves but what we want for ourselves we should want for others as well Islam, and I think that's what um, you know we've seen in the religion that tries to hold that light, hold the light with a few, you know, with a with a selected few. Whereas you demonstrated, Sheikh brother, you know, the masses are not given the light, you know, and you know I think the Prophet also speaks about that in uh, religious controversy. In um, in the Moorish literature, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you did. Did you get to read that earlier?
2: Uh, yes, I touched on uh, where it says, "From the east comes all light." But okay, okay, the sun is hanging at high noon. The blind cannot see.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, cool. that's that's you hit it. You hit it as a master master words, and then the uh, the paragraph before that the first sentence in that in that fourth paragraph is pretty big too and it levels off of what you what you demonstrated earlier it says there are but few people who know what the truth is about man and that few know that it is foolish to try to impart it to the ignorant and this is basically the mentality of many of these priests you know and i'm not you know naming one particular religion because the priests are everywhere when the prophets speak about priests He's speaking about that term universally. Those who hold that that role and that p- p- position would be termed the priests. You know, um, yeah. but those who keep that light to a small percentage of 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 people and withhold that light from the rest because you know the rest are ignorant. They're ignorant because they haven't been taught yet. See, Nobu Drew Ali knew we were ignorant, but he had to ta- teach us Islam. He taught us. You know, how could we be ourselves? You know? For what purpose was the more Science of America founded? For the uplifting of fallen humanity. How did the prophet begin to uplift the Moorish Americans by teaching them to be themselves? That's how you you bring the ignorant into the light. That's how I can say that because I was ignorant. That's how I was brought and given my measure of understanding because somebody right. took their time and taught me, you know. And that's what we that's the responsibility we have to do for others, you know. We have to be uh, be patient, you know, and everything. Islam. Islam. Yes, definitely, definitely. You um you hit it right there
2: on the head because um you know that goes back to the um um I believe the chapter where it speaks about uh, we talk about the uh, understanding aspect mm. uh, about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, the teaching. Uh, yeah, there's th- that one that we speak about the um, Holy Instructions of Unity?
1: That's There you go, brother. Yeah. Twenty, mm-hmm. twenty-six,
2: where it says the gifts of understanding are the treasures of Allah, and He appointed to everyone His portion, in what measure seemeth good unto Himself. It goes on to eventually um, say that, Have He endowed thee with wisdom? Have He enlightened thy mind with knowledge with the knowledge of truth, communicated to the ignorant for their instruction, communicated to the wise for thine own improvement? So, mm-hmm. you know, we definitely know that those of us who are enlightened. With the knowledge of the truth Have a duty To communicate it To the ignorant um, For their instruction And the thing right. is Is that um, at simultaneously, You know where There's being said in religious controversy About the few Who know the truth And mm-hmm. that few know that it's foolish To try to impart it to the ignorant is speaking about educated people, because said although right. the ignorant has finished college, he is a fool mm-hmm. right on, and that 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 That's speaks right. um, um, that speaks volumes to the fact that though how people can equate education. Uh, institutional education with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, but that's not necessarily the case. Right. Not that you can't you can't learn, but that is training. That's why I said it. Although the ignorant has finished college, he's a fool right on being trained to jump through a hoop. Because mm. we know originally we could, you know we are the founders of the, university, the first university.
1: That's right.
2: That's in right in Mo- in Morocco. But as it is right. today, and in, and in Spain you know, as well,
1: right? Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, many of our people are just being trained; they're not being mm-hmm. imparted with knowledge per se. So, right? You know, and uh, you know, we we've you and I have definitely come across those amongst you know that particular um, arena, you know. There, there are many who are sincere, but there are many who are arrogant um, in that as right. well. And those, and I know that's what, you know, definitely that's what it was speaking to, those who are arrogant in mm-hmm. what they have as if what they have is all the truth. When, As it says right. in religious controversy, the fact of the matter is that they have always had only a reflection of the
1: truth and not a the truth. Reflection. Right. That's right. it. Islamism, Islam. And I think you and your uh, co-hosts, um, your last program, you really you really hit that, you know. And that's why I think that, you know, the listeners should understand this is not an indictment against, um, you know, we're not saying every religion out there is wrong and the religion, Islamism of the Moorish ensemble of America is the only religion that's right. Because there's good and bad everywhere. Islam, you know, that's Indeed. something that, you know, as we said, we seeking that path of truth, <laughs> and you know, sometimes the truth uh, is, is is not going to be that box with a bow on it. You know, um, that could be the falsehood. You know, we might have to go through something else to get to the truth. You know, but as you were right. speaking, uh, you know, as you elaborated on, you know, imparting that. You know to the ignorant it makes me think You know this is what Noble Drew Ali did He gave us divine instructions Um, That's what Our religion you know Can be you know religion can Be so much more you know um, Right You know for out of religion There can be many 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 Things coming from religion But you know Just going back but staying on on the Crux of religion itself You know it, Drew Ali brought a, a system You know, he used the master words Know thyself This is an ancient system That Noble Ali brought You know, as, as I'm sure many of the listeners Who have been studying Know that those words, you know Were on emblazoned on temples You know, for thousands and thousands of years You know And, you know, Noble Ali really Endeavor to, you know, make that plain to the adherents of this faith here in America. You know, he really wanted to make that plain, and, you know, over a period of time we would we would grow, grow into that understanding. Um, and he continued a system that was traced back through other ancient prophets. You know, I I was just looking in the Book of Proverbs in the Holy Bible, uh, chapter one, in there. Um, the first few verses, because it uses, you know, similar language to Noble Drew Ali, you know, as far as, as I stated, yeah. you know, our Holy Koran is he constantly repeats the divine instructions from the Holy Prophet. And that's repeated throughout our Holy Quran. But in Proverbs chapter one, I uh, just started verse two, it says to know wisdom and instruction, you know. That's exactly what we're striving to do, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, just as you demonstrated, Sheik, brother, from Holy Instructions of Unity, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace Unto thy head and chains about thy neck That's just demonstrating responsibility You know, we have a responsibility To impart this knowledge That we have been blessed with You know, from the great God of the universe You know, so I just want to, you know Give give again, to, you know, your high honors This is a very important subject And yeah, I'm, I'm just very honored to be here with you today, brother Islam. Um, likewise,
2: likewise, Sheik, definitely an honor to, uh, have you, um, call in, and, um, definitely added, added much wisdom on this show, and, uh, definitely, I appreciate, I appreciate that greatly, um, oh, but so. like you said, the, um, in reference to that, you know, that statement about seeking the wise counsel, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. definitely, like you said, the responsibility, You know, that's, that's, that's another aspect in terms of what we're talking about in the context of um, the subject matter is that there's a responsibility with whatever you have in your possession. Right. And those who are irresponsible of it, you know, like, you know, there's that saying, with great power comes great responsibility. Yes, sir. We hear terms like that, but there's a responsibility with what you have in your possession. You know, the very fact that we exist on this plane of manifest, um, is a testament to the responsibility that we have, because obviously, um, for whatever time we're here on this plane of existence, there's certain things that we have to do.
1: That's right. We shouldn't
2: be, um, We shouldn't be careless with that. You know, that's why, you know, that same thing, like, you know, know thyself. Right. That's the overall message. Yes. Know thyself. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. and Allah. So um, definitely um, truth is Allah. Allah. That's Mm -hmm. that's the one thing, you know, that was said that would make you free. So you always have to keep that in mind. Um so definitely honors again. Um to you see. Honors to everyone on the chat room, uh who has um been everyone on the call, you know. Um yeah, we just gonna keep this going. Everyone who's contributed in the chat, Everyone who um called in, everyone who has listened, um, and once again, you know, you, you've been tuning in to Masterminds. We're going to continue this um, on for next week, um, hopefully, uh, inshallah, and uh, we'll just keep bringing out that information um, that's needed to help take us to to the next level, transform us. So with that,
1: I say peace, peace peace and love. Peace and love, peace and love.